Hi, this is Ray Edwards from RayEdwards.com, and you're listening to Brian Holmes, one of my favorite people and certainly one of my favorite podcasts. Welcome to the Strategic Leader Podcast, a program all about transforming minds and developing leaders. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the emerging leader in you. Now, here is your leadership mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Leader Podcast, Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 204 of the Strategic Leader Podcast. Great to have you with us. We're gathering individuals just like you who want to expand their leadership and their influence all over the globe. Today, we're continuing our new series based on the MORE framework. We're going to be taking a closer look at mindsets and money. Hey, I'm really grateful to have you with us, and I'm ready to get started with you right now. Well, as we begin today, I want to establish that there is a principle that governs all of life, really. And it goes something like this. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. This proverb is often quoted. It's been taught by some of the masters. It's discussed often around the water cooler and over kitchen tables. And in some ways, it's become a bit of a cliche. However, this principle is timeless and it is most assuredly 100% true. There is nothing more important than mindset. And put another way, my friends, you will always act in accordance with the truth as you really believe it to be. Whether it's true or not, you're going to behave according to the truth that you hold in your heart. Therefore, you will always live the results and the outcomes produced by those underlying beliefs. You know, we're preparing right now to enter into another brand new year. So how can we ensure that this next season is going to produce more? It's going to fulfill us more. It's going to add more value to other people's lives through us. It's going to generate more money, more freedom, more satisfaction in every area of our life? Well, there's only one way, and that is that you and I change our mind. In this session, I want to challenge you to get incredibly honest with yourself. I want to encourage you to explore the inner sanctum of your mind and of your heart without prejudice. And I want to encourage you to see What belief, what thought patterns, what mindsets are presently holding you back from receiving all that God has for you in your future? Let's go there. Let's dive in. Let's see how we can take our life, our businesses, our ministries, and our leadership to the next level. Well, I shared in our last episode that mindset and money are corresponding issues. Now, money is not the only area in our lives where 
we would like to experience more, but I would suggest that it is an area that significantly impacts every other area of our life. I promise you this, if you are struggling in the area of finance, then you are struggling in most every other area of your life. Allow me to make my case. Think about these respective areas and how they are intricately tied to our financial status and condition. Let's talk about for a moment our health. Think about how you and I eat (laughs) when under duress or pressure concerning our finances. Man, when there is more month at the end of the money and when we get to the, the stretch point and we're trying to figure out how to budget and figure out how to pay the bills and figure out how we're going to eat for the last four days of the month, there is something that happens and it it creates stress. It, cr- it causes us to eat in unhealthy patterns. We begin to eat comfort food. We begin to medicate ourselves by eating crazy things at crazy hours. Stress causes disease. How about this? I promise you that 60 to 70% at least of marital issues revolve around the issue of money. When a couple, when a family is struggling financially, it creates tremendous duress and strife in the home and and arguments ensue and we bite off the heads of the people that we love the most because money tends to just turn us inside out emotionally and it affects my ability to love my wife the way she deserves to be loved. It affects you wives' ability to love your husbands the way they need to be loved. It affects the kids because they feel the stress that the mom and dad are projecting and everything in the home just shifts. The atmosphere, the environment changes. Why? Well, because there's just not enough money. I would suggest to you that mindset and money affects our relationships with our friends. It affects how we do life with people. It affects community and our interaction and engagement with one another. It it causes us to want to isolate and be alone and not be around people because uh, people are going to ask, well, how you doing, man? And and we have to then either lie, bold-faced lie, or we have to somehow admit, hey, we're in trouble. And so we stay away. I promise you money issues definitely affect your spiritual life. Listen, my relationship with God, and I have a relationship with God in, in a way that I believe is, is maybe one of the foundational, if not the foundational center point of my life, but certainly that relationship gets affected because the more I worry, the, more, the less I'm in faith. The more I am worrying, the less I am believing. The less I'm believing, the more striving I'm doing, and the more striving I'm doing, the less God is involved in my work. And my spiritual walk with God is directly impacted. It demotivates me. It deflates me. It causes me to not be as disciplined about spending time in God's word, spending time maybe in prayer, spending time in meditation. It causes me not to hear clearly when God is speaking and giving direction in my life. Well, we know that money issues definitely affect our happiness It affects our level of satisfaction. It affects our peace, our peace of mind, the peace in our home. Money stress, I promise you, just strips us of the fun factor. 
it's very difficult to go out and have a great time and laugh and cut up and do fun things and and maybe even spend a little bit of money if we don't have any. I could go on and on, but money is a big deal. In fact, the Bible, this great book on wisdom, tells us that money solves all things. Now, I don't want you to get all self-righteous and all legalistic and all freaky-deaky on me right here. I know some of you right now are, are going, oh, my God, where is Brian going today? It's like he's speaking some prosperity flub-a-dub stuff. And, and I'm like, yes, I am talking about prosperity. I am talking about money. I'm, I'm not here to tout a message of some hyper-prosperity, greed, or get-rich-quick uh, type of a deal. I am, however, implying that your mindset, your mental attitude, your overall belief about money has a direct bearing on your ability to create wealth and to generate resources for you and for your family and, if you will allow me, for the work that God has called you to do. I promise you this. If that mindset and that mental attitude is affecting your impetus to create wealth, then that lacking ability, that lack of energy trickles down and begins to impact every one of these other areas of our life and ultimately diminishes the quality of life that we have, and it certainly diminishes our ability to exercise leadership where leadership is needed. It's very hard to lead from behind. A major piece in our reframing our expectations for the new year, which, by the way, at the time of this recording, we're coming into 2017. And and a major part of this reframing process is that we must change our mind about money if we're going to see those necessary and much-needed resources attracted to us, coming to us, being added to us. Well, what does it all equate to? Well, It equates to leadership, it equates to influence, it equates to peace of mind, and so on. Now, I want to share with you seven beliefs that must be challenged and overturned if we're going to experience and realize this condition that I'm talking about in this series called more. And yes, I'm talking about more money right now. These are seven beliefs about money that we must challenge and we must overturn and we must replace. The first belief we must challenge is that money is evil. And I know some of you out there who fancy yourselves uh, Bible thumpers and Bible-believing people are going to quote me a scripture right now that money is the root of all evil. Well, I'm going to tell you that's not at all what the Bible says about money. In fact, if you want to isolate that one scripture, at least quote it correctly. The Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. The love there is talking about your avarice, your greed, your your dependency, your your fixation, your desire to almost idolize money. That is what roots you in an evil place and is going to create very disastrous results in your life. But money is not evil. It is the love, the unhealthy love of money that causes very difficult times. People who have, here's, here's belief number two. Well, people who have a lot of money, well, they're just evil people. They must have cheated somebody to get there. They must have, they must have done something really awkward and out of bounds to have been so wealthy. 
Well, that's a horrible limiting belief because I'll tell you, most people that I know that have a great deal of wealth and resource and they have what they need to do the job God's given them to do, most of those people are simply hardworking people that had an idea. They did the research. They did the hard work. They made sacrifice, and they they invested their time, their energy, their resources, and they created something. People who have money are not evil. Let me tell you something. Uh, money does not make a person evil. Money makes a person more of what they already are. You show me a person who has a horrible attitude in life, and they're greedy, and they're they're difficult to deal with and they're nasty people and you give that person a lot more money, it's going to make them more of what they already are. But you show me a person with a generous heart, a person who loves God, loves people, wants to serve mankind and wants to do good and is a giver and you give that person more money, it's going to make them more of what they already are. Belief number three that needs to be challenged. Well, I don't really need any more money as long as all of my basic needs are met. I have enough food on my table. I have three outfits that I cycle each week. I have a car, even though it's 1,822 years old. And and they go into all this rationalization and justification. Well, I have enough. I have just enough. All of my needs are met. Well, here's my deal. To embrace that mindset In some people's eyes, maybe that you're grateful for what you have. But let me ask you a question. If just all of your needs are met, what is left over for you to be a blessing and a a benefit to someone else who is in need? How are you going to, as the Bible commands us, feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, give shelter to those who are without shelter? How are you going to support that mission's organization? How are you going to support that charity or that foundation that you have a passion for? How are you going to make a difference in the world if you don't have anything except for your needs met? Oh, yeah. Brian's getting up in your grill today. Listen, these are beliefs that we must challenge. We've embraced these. We've accepted them. We've used them as crutches to not believe for all that's available to us. Belief number four, that needs to be challenged. I'm not worthy or smart enough to make more money. I'm not worthy. I've made too many mistakes and I just, you know, my life is just not, I'm just not one of those special people. I just want to come over there and shake you right now and tell you that, listen, no, no mistake you've made or no major win you've ever accomplished in your life makes you worthy or not worthy. And who told you you weren't smart enough or good enough to be qualified to receive more resources. I want to tell you right now, you are as worthy as God says you are. And I believe with all of my heart, as the good book says, that God is no respecter of persons. Now, he is a respecter of principles and laws, but he is not a respecter of persons. He is not going to to bless one and give them advantages and that not be available to you as well. If you apply principles and if you work hard and if you work within the boundaries of what what is our universal laws, you will have the capacity to experience anything that anybody else can. Belief number five that needs to be challenged. 
Well, you know, Brian, this economy is really jacked up right now. There's so many difficulties in our country, and then there's just not enough money to go around. And, and I really, I just don't believe I can prosper in this economy. Do you know that the people that we talk about often who are the mega rich in our world, if you study those people, you will find that almost all of the hundred billionaires and the hundred millionaires and the billionaires of this world made their money in challenging economic times. That's one point I want to make about that. The second point I want to make about that is this, is that if you are a believer in God, a creator that that made us and predestined us for greatness, for influence, for leadership in this world, then you, we must default back to what the Bible says about this, right? And here's the piece. We're in this world. We're not of this world. In other words, whatever's happening around us does not have the authority or the power to dictate to us whether or not we prosper. So you can be in one of the most challenging, most famine times ever known to man, and you can, in fact, prosper in that economy. The sixth belief that must be challenged and overturned as it relates to money is yet another scripture that's oftentimes misquoted. Well, the Bible says, blessed are the poor. That is not what the scripture says. Blessed are the poor in spirit. This had nothing to do with monetary uh, monetary gain or financial status. He was talking about an attitude. He was not talking about your pocketbook. The poor are not blessed. Oh, they've been given a blessing by God, but they're not walking in that blessing. Listen, God is not asking you and does not require of you to vow poverty or to receive poverty or to receive lack. That is not a kingdom mindset. So stop that. The seventh belief that I believe we have to challenge and overturn is this. Well, you know, this is just my lot in life. You know, this job that I have, I'm grateful for it. And I just believe that, you know, well, somebody has to take out the trash. Somebody has to to do this gritty work. Somebody has to whatever. So this is just who I am. It's just what I do. This is just my lot in life. This is this is my ceiling and this is my destiny and this is the deal. Well, if you have that belief, I want to really come up in your living room right now or in your automobile or wherever it is you're listening to this podcast. And I want to say to you, listen, this is only your lot in life if you accept it as being your lot in life. This mindset is keeping you from stepping into so much more, so much more fluidity of resource and grace and and uh, business ideas and growth and influence. And you've got to stop thinking like a, a slave and start thinking like a child of God. You say, Brian, you're preaching on the podcast. Yes, I am. Seven beliefs. Number one, money is evil. Number two, people who have money are evil. Number three, I don't need more if all my basic needs are met. Number f- uh, number four, rather, I'm not worthy or smart enough to have more money. Number five, I can't prosper in this economy. Number six, well, blessed are the poor. Number seven, this is just my lot in life. These seven beliefs about money and about finance must be challenged, overturned, and replaced if you're going to experience more in this next season. 
Now, I'm not going to leave you there on that negative note. I want to share with you four steps for overcoming limiting beliefs. I've shared these once before on the program, but I thought this was so apropos for where we are in this discussion. Four steps for overcoming these crazy seven beliefs here. Number one, you have to identify the limiting limiting belief that you're dealing with. I suspect that some of you may be dealing with more than one of the seven that we've just discussed. But identify the marker moments in your life where you took that on as a belief, where you decided, whether consciously or unconsciously, to believe that. Identify the models maybe that you grew up with. Maybe you observed other people behaving with those attitudes and those mindsets, and you just accepted that as being normal. Identify maybe the imposed identities. You know, I had somebody tell me one time, you know, you're never going to have money, Brian. You're always going to be dependent on somebody else really being a resource for you. You just can't generate it on your own. You got to have the right people in your life. Now, I believe in having the right people in my life, but I, for a long time, I accepted the identity that I could not generate and create wealth, that someone would have to just, I would be somebody's charity case. That's called an imposed identity. Identify the imposed identity. Identify the words and the ideas adopted as truth. Identify the opinions of others that you've taken on. This is all about, number one, identifying the limiting belief that you hold. The second step for overcoming limiting beliefs is isolate that belief. Arrest it. Take it captive. Get control of that. Stop it. That's not who you are. That is not how you behave. That is not your lot in life. That is... That belief no longer serves you. It's an untruth. Therefore, you must not continue to align yourself with that. So you must literally, as the as the Apostle Paul said, take that thought captive. Wrestle it to the ground. Shove it in a prison cell and say, I'm done with you. I'm not allowing that belief to, to any longer control my destiny, control my trajectory, I'm not going to allow it to govern the direction and the path that I'm walking. Isolate the belief. Number one, identify it. Number two, isolate it. Number three, reframe your mind around a new truth. All right. If money is not evil, then then what is it that money is? Money is just a resource. You begin to reframe it. Begin to define for yourself what truth is about that issue. Uh, For those of us who have a relationship with God, my suggestion is you ask him what truth is. In fact, the Holy Spirit's role in our life is to lead us, to guide us, to instruct us in truth. So ask, hey, what is true about this? If, If what I've been believing that's been producing this result is not true and I want a different result, what is truth? And then, of course, you have to replace it. So once you identify what the truth is, I want you to envision it, meditate on it, get a picture in your mind of what the outcome of the new truth producing results in your life looks like. Is it a new car, a new home? Is it an aircraft for your ministry? Is it a a building you need? Is it a company you build? Is it a foundation that you, you launch and build to impact nations? Get a picture in your mind of what that is. Replace it. So you're going to identify the limiting belief. You're going to isolate the limiting belief, reframe it, and then ultimately replace it with truth. Get a strong picture. Here's what I know. The Bible says that God has given us the power to create wealth. Create wealth. 
So where there is no wealth, I can create it. I really believe that our creator has ordained that we are fruitful and that we multiply. In fact, in the very beginning of human time, the stated mandate for mankind was to do just two things. Be fruitful, that means increase all the time, and multiply, which means don't just add to, but multiply. I can't help but think about the parable of the talents. You know the story. The, the key thing that, that stands out to me is that the wise servant, he took what he was given and he created more with it. I understand that wherever you are today, you may or may not have every experience or resource or relationship that you need in your life right now. You may not be as far down the road as I am, and hey, I may not be as far down the road as you are, but whatever you've been given is enough to start with. Take what you have and make sure that you allow godly, empowering, energizing beliefs to propel what you have and out of which you will create so much more. I'm challenging you in these few weeks as we end 2016 and look right down the barrel of a brand new year. Go deep. Get honest with yourself. Root out limiting beliefs that are keeping you from realizing your business, your leadership, and your influence potential. It's time to go for more. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you deal with your mindset, all of the other areas begin to line up. Mindset leads to success. A proper good mindset leads to more money. A really strong godly belief system about life, about leadership, about relationships, about things, about business, about ministry. When you get your head straight, everything else seems to take care of itself. It's time to go for more. Well, I hope that that challenged you. I'm not going to apologize for being so strong on this program because I'm telling you I am aflame with passion right now about this more concept. You can find the show notes for this episode at brianholmes.com forward slash 204, brianholmes.com forward slash 204. And of course, as always, if you've not yet subscribed to our email updates, I encourage you to do that. And of course, share this episode with everybody you know. Listen, this is the time for us to have hope. It's the time for us to have great faith and confidence. Yes, I know there's a lot of nonsense going on in the political world and the national scene and maybe in your backyard. It's okay, all right? It's okay. It's going to be okay. You're okay. What I want you to focus on, though, is getting your head straight. Don't allow people to tell you what to expect and get your expectations pointing forward uh, as to what it is that's coming for you in your very powerful and very influential future. One last announcement. We still have a slot or two available in our Strategic Influencers Mastermind Group. This is a very private very exclusive VIP group, and we're going to cap this at 10 members, and we're right about there. But if you have an interest, if you've been hanging out on the fence, it's the end of the year, and you say, man, I want to go into 2017 
full out, full tilt, fully engaged in bettering my life by having the right people around me, the right support systems, the right accountability, then I want to encourage you to go to brianholmes.com forward slash mastermind and put in a short form there for us. And we're going to contact you and we're going to set up a conversation that I will have with you personally. And we'll talk about the possibility of you connecting with our group. We'd love to have you be a part of that if for no other reason, because it's going to grow and stretch and take you to the next level. A few closing thoughts. What do you believe about you? What do you believe about money? Have you been limiting yourself in this area? And here's a question for you. Are you ready to change your mind so that you can actually change your entire world? Are you ready to shift some beliefs and replace some so that you can break free from all of these crazy things that have been holding you back? Now's the time. This is the season. Let's go for it. Let's pursue everything that God has prepared for us. Let's go for more. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. We trust that this program has added value to your life and to the development of your leadership potential. You can join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com and by sharing this podcast with others who are seeking to take their life and leadership to the next level. May God bless you immensely. And until next time, remember this, you are created to lead.